Allergies. Pollen in the air. Dogs in the house. Mold in the basement. Whatever triggers your allergy symptoms, it can really hold you back. Break through with Allegra 5-in-1 Relief. Allegra works fast, won't make you drowsy, provides 24-hour multi-symptom relief, and it's effective every day. Break through allergies with Allegra. Starts working in one hour, use only as directed. Guaranteed or your money back. Visit Allegra.com. We really weird. Blog Talk Radio. I still like the music, though. No, I think actually it's really cool when we're talking. Yeah, and it you can't. Yeah, like we're hip. <laughs> I just got that late. Sorry. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to uh, Are You Instant Reaction Review? Inside Jokes with Mark and Jane. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so this week we are doing Dark Shadows. Actually, I should say, um, for people who are coming in, every once in a while I should probably say something like, this is... Are you instant reaction reviews? And what right. we do here is yeah, theoretically <laughs> go see a movie <clears throat> and then just within an hour usually yep. get on and review the movie. Uh, the main reason we do this is I, Mark Eastman, am a broadcast film critic. <laughs> I thought you were just going to end it there. I'm Mark Eastman. <laughs> I'm a Broadcast Film Critic Association critic. I've been an online critic for more than 10 years. And I am actually one of those often thousand-word reviewers and go on and on about movies. And I really wanted to do a podcast and really wanted to do something was just go, just not getting quite so serious about it. And Shane, my co-host, is... You know, I don't even know, actually. Just is this where I talk cine- about me? Cinephile oh. extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah. I've had I've had a bunch of different, um, you know, I guess jobs. You know, some of them paid and some of them didn't. Where I was just, I was doing movie reviews or commentary, um, assisting other people who were doing theirs in being like a, another voice or a, a, a fill-in. And I've been doing that for a long time off and on, too. Um, I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's officially been 10 years, but it's been a long time. So Right. And uh, whatever the background cred- credentials might be for either one of us, I-, I think we are somewhat snootier in our opinions of movies than maybe the average moviegoer, at least to the extent that we will talk about Yeah. All kinds of things when we're looking at a movie. Right. And so either one of us, I think, writing a review, we might go fairly long-winded, probably talk about uh, my go-to thing is cinematography because (laughs) I know know very few people actually can make sense of it. So that's that's like the thing in reviews. When people in reviews talk about cinematography, you, you know that... There's some very large percentage of the population who are just, you know, clicking You're hitting next it, yeah. or getting out of there. Or right. Something. So anyway, we, I wanted to put something together. I wanted to do a podcast, and I wanted to do something that was just, you know, kind of going. Just, just get the ideas out there and not really formulate things too much or get too serious right. or bogged down in details, and just have fun with it and run. 
and and there's something to be said for the immediate reaction. Your 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 gut take on something when you're finished with it is, man, that was a lot of fun, or I didn't really like that so much, and I can't believe I just spent two hours in the dark watching it all the way through. Right. So I, I agree, and and even beyond that, I think. To a certain extent, there's something to be said for the fact that, like, the instant reaction is sort of the most helpful, I think, to people. Yeah, I do, too. In just whether or not you're going to go see it. Um, and actually now, since I forgot, I better open up the chat in here. Um, <laughs> it's been It's been active, so. So this week, we, we actually ran afoul of our own theory, once again, as we've done a, a couple of times before, but right. because of Mother's Day, we decided ha- we weren't going to do it on Mother's Day, but we wanted to do it as quick as possible, I guess. So yeah. this is as fast as we could have the show, but then we saw the movie a couple of days ago now. And so we've had we, a long time to think about it and right. talk about it at various gatherings. And, and I've been forced to talk <laughs> about it. Yeah, at certain gatherings with lots of people, and you know, I mean, that's how it goes. You can't you can't be the movie critic in right. the group right. without everyone saying so. Right? What'd you think? What'd you see? So that so I had to think about Dark Shadows a lot, and I have to tell you, I really didn't want to. Yeah, and, and it could be that this is actually this. I think is a great week, especially for people to call in because I would love to know what yeah. people think about this movie. Beyond just things like it's somewhere around 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it really? It's somewhere around the same on Metacritic or something like that. I've had a lot of fun not looking, um, partially because I don't want to be influenced by, uh, well, partially because there's no time to be influenced by other reviewers. We go see the film, we come right, right. back and we do the you know we do the show. There's no time to really start looking at the red lights you know, for a bunch of reviews. Right. But even when we have time off like this, a day or two in between, I still don't really look at the reviews because I don't want to have what I think and feel to be swayed. You know, tainted is way too strong, you know, right. an adjective. But I just don't want it to be swayed at all. I don't want it to be um, influenced even in the slightest. Like if I see Roger Ebert loves it and I'm not feeling very warm on it, I'm like, well, what did I miss? Maybe I should, right. maybe I should think about it more fondly now. And No. So it's... It's interesting to hear that usually when we do the podcast, you know, some point during the day following it, I, I check out Metacritic and just see. So I didn't know it was right. I didn't know it was getting that. That's that's cool to know. We're we're obviously in kind of a different world than everybody else because we're trying to be movie critics, so we don't want yeah. to go see every everybody's review. Right. And I, I did even before we saw it, I did catch a couple. I will I will usually be one way or another forced into seeing at least a couple yeah, before I, I go see a movie. And I'll even give a shout-out right now because one of the ones that I read was from cinemablend.com, which yeah. everyone should check out because I used to write there too. Yeah. And I I really was thrown by the review that I got there because it it, it made it seem even worse than it was, <laughs> even, even now that I've seen it and I didn't like it. Right. It, it was a very weird review just because of the angles it was approaching the movie from. Like I what think. was it? Was it picking on something like set design or costumes or? Uh, no, I, I feel like it was kind of picking on almost just the theory of the movie. You know, I mean, 
Oh, not yeah. like how could a Johnny Depp really... is Johnny Depp is very deadpan, and, oh. and this is a very silly thing, and you know stuff like that. I mean, I don't want to. I don't know the bag too much right, yeah, on no. my cinema blood. Oh no, no but... and I understand, but certainly, you know, when I see reviews like that, and I haven't read that one, obviously, again, I haven't read any of them, but that always makes me think that the reviewer, the reviewer was going with their gut reaction. They didn't like it, but they don't know why. And they're throwing anything at the wall to see what sticks. You know, some of it is big and some of it is nitpicky. And they're trying to figure right. out, like in the course of their review, they're trying to figure out why they did or didn't like it. You know, before knowing ahead of time and being, you know, it's very easy to see a film and say, I love this film and here's why, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Right. And then sometimes be like, I detested this film, A, A, you know, <laughs> yeah. B, A. You know, you just you don't know why really. For some reason, and this is kind of a weird movie. Like I can see why. Yeah, I guess I can see why a lot of people would really like it, and I can easily see why a lot of people wouldn't. You know, in a, in a way, it's a little bit of a of a not a bait and switch, and it's not false advertising, but it's not the movie it purports to be. If you just see the trailer, um, not fully anyway. Yeah, not um, not exactly. There's a, this is like a movie with baggage to me. I mean, because you. You have to go into this, I think, with some idea of Dark Shadows itself. Well, this is in order to yeah. really get, I think. I don't know. I disagree. This is the full effect. I was thinking at, when we got done with the film, I started thinking, I'm going to hold this film accountable only unto itself. I'm not going to tie it or tether it to the TV series, even though there's a fair amount of similarities, obviously. But I'm just not going to. I'm not going to base it only on that. Well, sure. Um, and I'm not, I, I don't know that that's necessarily the right or the wrong way, but it was how I was going to do the review. I really wanted to just hold it, you know, if there were feet to the fire, they were Burton's and Depp's, you know, basically. Right. Well, I think that you can still appreciate it. I think it's I do. Still, I, I think do. it still works. <laughs> I don't Excuse think me. it's like – I don't mean that it has baggage in the way that, you know, like maybe – David Lynch's Dune has bags right, okay. where it's like there's yeah. no point in watching the movie unless you've read the book, right? right. Because you're just going to be lost. You're all, yeah. I, I think really your best bet to get something out of it or to get the most out of it is if you have some experience with Dark Shadows. It's a different It's movie. an appreciation. Yeah, I mean, it it's, I think you you still can like it. There's still – it still works, I guess, as mm-hmm. as far as it does work. I mean, that's, yeah, when it that's, works, that's that's what, yeah. a whole other question. Right. But the parts of it that are good are are still good. But I think they're just, you know, they're they mean a little bit more. They come through a little better yeah. if you have some experience. If you understand, yeah. So okay, moving on beyond that, let's just jump into. Um, I thought you were done with the review. Like okay, I that's feel it. like let's yeah, go. that's right. We're done. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind all that much, really. Um, what I what I actually wanted to talk about. Now that we've had too much time to think about this, is I have to find some way that I want to talk about this movie. <laughs> this is where <laughs> sort of this this comes from. Okay, I think it's a very interesting movie for me personally because it sort of can tie in in a way to when we were talking about how you remove, review movies and you know how we come up with our ratings and all that stuff. Yeah. Because there's a difficult question I think in this movie. Because for so long, I liked it. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't love it. It wasn't like the next greatest movie, but it was really fun. And Mm -hmm. I really felt like I appreciated what was going on. Right. And 
Tim Burton was doing good. Yeah. Johnny Depp was great, I thought. He is great. Even even better, I think. I think he's even so much better if you really do have the Dark Shadows you definitely, behind yeah, you. You definitely can appreciate the stuff. He's doing more of that. And that way. then this movie tanked so fast, so yeah. hard. For me, I almost thought it was like a joke. I mean, seriously, I... Yeah. I stared blankly at the screen going, what in the hell is going right. on? I mean, it got awful for me. Yeah. So now it's like the question is, right, what star rating do you give that? It was good for a while. It has a lot of positive things. I think mm-hmm. in the beginning you could really give a lot of credit to Tim Burton, even though it's kind of goofy and his – I think there's there's a lot of this movie and the direction of this movie that you could almost say Tim Burton was sort of like phoning it in. It's just bit. so standard Tim Burton. It seemed very arm's length from him. But, yeah. but it was working, and it was doing what it was mm-hmm. supposed to do, and I liked it a lot. And then, now what do you do with that? Well, what, were, what do you do with that rating? Because yeah. because now, and it's even worse now that if we were doing this actually like we were supposed to right after, I'd go, oh man, I'd go, oh man, I'm really bombed at that ending, <laughs> yeah. and you know that kind of threw me, and I don't know what was going on there. It's like they handed the script over yeah. at a certain point. You know, yeah. to like somebody's brother and said, I don't know, <laughs> write me an ending or right. or do something. It, it was just awful. Yeah. But if this was right after we saw it, I would probably go, well, I mean, you know, the ending sucked, but I so much of it before was uh, really fun. You know, the part that I liked was very fresh. If it was yeah. an instant reaction, right? Yeah. The parts that I liked w- would be, I don't know, better or something. Now that I've had a couple days, I just hate this yeah, movie. Yeah, it gets more grating on you. It's just I find myself really irritated that that is the ending that happens. Yeah. That it's like it's like I got screwed or something. Right. You know, it's like it's well, like this, they tricked the me potential. with the part. <laughs> the potential is all gone. Well, this is you know in terms of our other review, you know our other show where we were talking about the reviews and how we do it. You're right. This is interesting because it's you know it's good for a, a period of time and then it falters and then it just never it didn't even look like it tried to even get back it was no, just like no, all right no. we're plummeting let's just enjoy the fall you know and and do you base like the strength of a review on components that you know even even when it was faltering and that sense was there you know just for example Johnny Depp's performance didn't necessarily falter but everything around him was crumbling like the story the motivation all right. of these things were gone but he was constant so is what, that a strong you know is that a strong anchor for your review or does the does the landing really mean you know that the rest of the routine is kind of like important do you stick the landing and really nail you know the the best review or what if your preface is really good and you really screw up the landing i mean this really this isn't like, oh, I would have done it differently. This is a, what the hell did they do? Right. Like, it's, so it's a bit different to just be like, oh, you just didn't like it because you wouldn't have done it that way. No, I I wouldn't have done it that way. I would have tried to stay constantly good. Like, I would have tried to make a movie right. out of it. <laughs> right. Now, it's interesting that you talk about uh, Johnny Depp, too, because it's kind of a really bizarre thing there. Um, I mean, he did stay good, but when it's really going south, I mean, yeah. it it kind of starts going bad, and then basically we get to you know the climax, yeah, and it's it's 
everything surrounding the climax that's horrible. Right. And you get to the as soon as it's getting really goofy, it's like Johnny Depp actually gets removed. Yeah. And you know he's stuck to the wall. Yeah. We don't see him for a long time. It's so part of the reason why. So that all yeah. this goofiness can happen. Yep. And he's not actually in it. Yep. And and then we go on and he's in it and it's I mean it's still goofy. It, it was kind of it was kind of weird yeah. too because you know the very last couple of minutes. Uh-huh. Those were almost like now we're back to it's almost like that was the first thing they shot. Yeah. Was the very end yeah. and it, and that sort of felt in line with the rest of the movie. Yeah. But all in between around the whole climax scene, it was like we have no idea what to do, so just sort of, you know, throw everything at it and and all this craziness. But it is really weird that and now that I think about it, that he he sort of like steps out of the film. Uh-huh. He's not really involved. It just all this psycho goofiness right. can happen. And you can argue that maybe that's like it's not like Tim Burton has never made a movie that was good without Johnny Depp, you know, and it's not like the people in the film, like Helena Bonham Carter, Michelle Pfeiffer, it's not like these people are, you know, able to act without Johnny Depp around. But it's interesting, once he was taken out of it, the gravity of the whole thing fell apart. And it was almost like, let's be silly, but let's be silly without Johnny. And, you know, like in Pirates of the Caribbean or any of these other films where he's just engaging because he's kind of off-kilter and goofy and making his making the character his own, right. you know, and it suffered for that. It suffered a lot. It was it was really weird, and it it even made me kind of you know lose a little respect for Johnny Depp because I actually love him. Yeah, and I can't remember a movie that I didn't like that he was in. Yeah, and not only that, but he's in some of my favorite movies yeah. ever, like Dead Man, yeah. where it was he was insanely yeah. good. It was so anyway. Um, but you know he produced it. It's really so his baby. I mean, it only got made because he kept bugging people right. to make it, right? And wanting it to get made for so long. And he's a huge Dark Shadows fan. This is all you know everywhere on the internet. I mean, this is like not this, this is not new, this is new not the information news. Yeah. to anyone, right? Right. Um, and he was in it, and you know they're getting to the point where they're filming the crazy parts, right? And he didn't go, all right, look, let, this is not what we're doing. Right. I mean, e- even if he's, you know, not exactly in that role, right. it's still, he's in like every role. I mean, he's he's kind of in, in charge of this, yeah, whether he's, he's in, in charge of it or not, or at least he's a certain amount of in charge of it. Right. And he didn't say, okay, come on, this is too stupid. Right. Let's. Well, let's let's work right. for a couple more days right. and come up with something else or something. Maybe this is a maybe this is what happens when you let Johnny Depp get in control. I, I don't know, but the the maybe. the argument against that also was maybe with all the successes that he and Tim Burton have had over eight films together, maybe he just told Tim, "Look, this is mine, and I want to make this, but I want you to do it, and I want you to direct me in it, and I trust you because we've done this enough, so do it." And maybe this one was Tim's fault. You know, it certainly didn't, the directing of the film didn't feel like he was engaged in it all the time or was in right. control of it all the time or even loved it all the time. It felt like, and I felt this way as soon as we walked out. When we walked out of the theater and I was like, man, I'm bummed. This was not as good as it looked like it was going to be. Not just in the trailer. I mean, the first the first 15 minutes, you know, they played that straight and it worked and it was great 
you know, the the entrance to the movie, the the preface and right. everything. I was having a blast with that. I thought that was really fun, and I'm like, this is gonna be a good time. Right. Um, it almost felt like by the end of it, though, it seemed like, you know, if you have a creative partner that you're basically tied to because you really love their work, like these two are. And one of them calls you up and says, I really want you to do this film, and you're not crazy about it, but you, you love right. that guy so much, and you're like, dude, I'll do it for you. Right. That's how it felt to me. It yeah. felt like Tim Burton did this as a favor to Johnny Depp and didn't love the stuff. It wasn't his to begin with. And whatever happened. And whatever he did at that point. I don't, I'm not suggesting, not even coyly suggesting that it was a sabotage. Of course not. But I just think that it shows when Tim Burton is into a project and when it isn't. And, you know, I think at that point, Johnny Depp was like, dude, I trust you. Let's just make the decisions that you think are going to work. And and who knows? The dailies might have looked good. Maybe the editing later. Right. But there's there's definitely something missing there throughout a lot of the movie, even before it falls apart. And that's Tim Burton's hand. Like, right. it really isn't there. It felt like it felt like work. I mean, yeah. It felt like it didn't look like they were having a ton. Of, it, Johnny Depp looks like he's having fun all the time. You know, right. even even when he comes out of his, you know, he's got this haircut that looks like he's left the the Transylvanian Supercuts salon. You know, right. it's awesome looking, and he wears it perfectly. And he he devotes everything to the character. He says the lines right. He's great, you know. He, right. But it just there was just this thing missing, and it didn't feel like a Tim Burton Johnny Depp collaboration. The the movie overall, I think you're kind of right that it sort of felt like work. It felt yeah. like it, it felt like. You know, you're an artist, and now it's a job. Yeah. Instead of, instead of you know, making my art or right. whatever. Let's go have fun. And yeah. so you get some things work. Yeah. I mean, something, there were several scenes that I thought were really awesome. Yeah. I mean, there were some great parts to the movie. But then, you know, when it's work, that's what's going to happen, because you're good at what you do, and there are certain things that come together. Right. Especially something like this where... As I was, I think I mentioned this to you after the movie, where, you know, like a lot of comedies that come out now where right. it's like you have an idea yeah. and, you know, you and your friends and fellow producers or whatever, you know, whoever's coming up with the idea, right? Yep. You like shoot some idea out like The Hangover, right? right? And it's like, what if we made a film and it's about this and Oh, that would be awesome! And right. then, and then you you know throw out some ideas that kind of attach to it and get you a certain way through the movie, mm-hmm. and it all sounds really great. And then you know you pitch an idea or whatever, however you get green lighted to do it. Yep. And then all of a sudden you go, okay, but wait, now it it has to actually be a movie and have an end and. Right. You know the pieces actually have to fit together, and then well, but now we've shot half the movie already right, and right. make it happen and you know now we've got like somebody right. who has the purse strings going you've got a month be done <laughs> right. right make and it happen like, quicker better and it's like go right and that's how this felt it was like we had this idea that we yeah. would work off of dark shadows here are all these you know great ideas of getting into it and starting out the flow of how things work i guess uh-huh and it there were a lot of parts that felt like that to me because we wanted to have it in the 70s and there are a lot of scenes that are really good yep there are a lot of scenes that are really useless yeah and you can tell that what they are is 
you know, people batting around ideas at each other and someone going, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> funny. And then right. you don't actually have enough to make a feature-length movie. Like the the scene where he's staring at the lava lamp. Yeah? You didn't like that scene? It's an okay scene, but it doesn't do anything. It doesn't... Yeah, all it, it, it does doesn't is, work. It's just like somebody said, oh, and we'll have a gag about right. a lava what's, lamp. What's in it in the 70s, right? And, yeah, there were several things like that where it's it's the 70s. We want to kind of honor yeah. the 70s, so we're throwing a lot of 70s things in. Right. You know? Right. And that's just, you know, one example that kind of stuck out at me was even even as that scene was happening, I was like, well, um, but why are we doing this? Why right. is why does he why does he happen to be staring into her room or why why are we talking about this right now there's other stuff that could be happening there's right. some way we could connect things and there just were a lot of pieces that felt like that to me where it was you know this was something that was thrown out at one point mm-hmm. we need some more time and do it <laughs> and there were other scenes you know that that were fantastic mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was a it was a wild mix of which miss all the more makes it seem like work, you know. Right. It's like right. there are decisions being made because it's work, right? There are right. decisions being made because we have more time we have to use up. Yeah, we have to come up with some way that this ends. <coughs> Excuse me. And and you know that's it. It's yeah. like. And other parts of it are like, this is why we were making it. This is like this sort of idea that got things rolling. Mm -hmm. And then those parts are really good, and they make sense, and it all flows and stuff like that. Well, I thought, going with that thinking, like I remember the scene. It's funny. I'm basically the other side of that. I thought that um, the scene where they they did their homage and their nod to the 70s and – Excuse me, I got a cough I cannot get rid of, not just today, but like this whole weekend. Um, there's, there's a moment where Johnny Depp as Barnabas Collins is walking around um, Collinwood, you know, the the castle and the home of, of his, of his yeah. family. And he sees a troll doll and he just kind of like looks at it with a weird curiosity, goes over to a um, an operation game and touches it and it buzzes at him. Like these quick throwaway moments of... Like, okay, here's the 70s right now. Like, I didn't those, like that. I thought those were okay. <clears throat> See, and I thought I thought the moment, even though, I guess the only thing I could justify, the lava lamp moment, which I did like. I, I liked it more than you. So you liked the troll in the Operation game. I didn't. I liked the lava lamp. You didn't. You know, we're just flipping around. I just, I love the look on his face because you realize here's this vampire who's, you know, and the biggest joke of Dark Shadows isn't you've got... And this is such a weird pitch if you don't know the show to say, okay, we've got uh, the 70s and we've got a vampire who's been away for 200 years and a witch, and they are battling over a small town in Maine over who's going to be the biggest cannery. Right. Like, that doesn't sound like anything you'll get $50 million for, let alone 200. You know what I mean? Like, that's like the weirdest premise ever. Um, But. I love the fact that Johnny Depp is like crouched on these stairs and he's looking at this machine, this magical machine that has coagulated floating blood. And he just looks like he's like, this is Christmas. What is this? Like, how can I get this? Right. And I, I thought that was more amusing than just, you know, flipping a troll's hair and touching an operation game, but it was drawn into his character more than those things. So that's why I liked it. Well, I, I, I guess I could, I could switch those. If there was some reason he was looking at it, 
He just happens like, to walk by and looks, and there, there it is, right? But there's a whole scene about it. Instead of it being something in some other scene, maybe. Right, to propel the scene like, in versus to be the scene it is. Like, you know, if we would have stuck the integral parts of that and swapped the troll with the lava lamp, right, and then it would have happened in that scene. Right, exactly. That would like, have been perfect. Like the troll doll did. Yep. I think that's kind of why I like the... I mean, you know, not that they were great and I loved them and hooray, it was awesome troll doll. But, <laughs> but I liked his reaction to the troll doll. Yeah. And I liked that it was right there in something purposeful. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, let's build a whole scene around right. the troll doll. Part or, of a scene that we know, need but, anyway because he's basically talking, you know, to Michelle Pfeiffer at that point. Yeah. Right. If they would have stuck that somewhere. I can appreciate so, that. So, okay. Other problems with the movie. <laughs> yeah, because now now you made me think of it because you were describing the whole premise, which I think is sort of hilarious. But right, the witch is really gone wrong in this movie too, right. and in in so many weird ways that it, you kind of lose your own premise. Like you just described the premise, and I thought it it so stood out to me when you just described it. Yeah, it, you know they're dueling over. A cannery in Maine, fishing village, you know, in Maine, which two hundred years ago might have been something interesting to battle over, right? Right. Now, not so much. Right. <laughs> we kind of know what that's like. I know. To we, be, we're know, in Maine. We're in Maine, and we know, you know, yeah. And <clears throat> you know, whatever little cannery in this <laughs> podunk, not existent <laughs> town, right? Or whatever. But she's like this all-powerful witch, right? And so one of the problems is that she's freakishly all-powerful in the movie, which then makes the insanity of the climax even more crazy because we've already made her, like, so invincible. And so invincible even when she's fighting a vampire, which makes less sense. Right. And all of this, actually, is to think too much about this movie, right? (laughs) Yeah. Because just the fact that you come up with these thoughts is, like, unfair in a way to the movie because you've gone too far. But it stands out when you do things like that in such a weird way because she's had 200 years of being alive, Uh solidifying her reign over this town, and she's really all-powerful witch. And all she's managed to do with that 200 years is right. solidify her reign on this tiny town in Maine. Right. right. Now, they throw out some things that supposedly, like, up and down the coast, she has other right. canneries. And, and you understand, even though I didn't, I didn't believe it, but you understand that her motivation is really as a spurned lover. And she knows that Barnabas is going to come back sometime. You know, it, it, that's basically because she didn't put a stake through his heart. You know, right. she could have ended things, so she knows that when he wakes up, she wants to hurt him by eventually, you know, no pun intended, but by bleeding his family dry of everything. Right. So that that's her victory, you know. But again, that, you know, if you're an all-powerful super witch, But it like kind of is, doesn't make sense it doesn't the, go way, with her. The, the way right. that it's come together. If she could have just been a less powerful, right, all-powerful witch, or, you right. know, been... The thing that's strange is, like, why why make her a witch exactly? Except that it kind of works with the 1700s or got to keep her alive for you know, a couple whatever. Of years too. Well, 
Sure, and we'll just say that witches can do that all of a sudden. I mean, I, I don't know that <laughs> right. that's some major right. part of witch folklore or whatever that they live forever. But right. I mean, why couldn't she just be like a kind of powerful witch, or you know, actually had to do spells? Which is weird because at certain points she actually has to recite things. She did a couple and but, throw hair in cauldrons right. and you know do stuff like that. <clears throat> At other times, she just looks at you funny, and you're and wrapped up in stuff. chains, right. <laughs> or whatever. Or you know, she stares at the wall, and right, things you don't, bleed and fire. You comes don't out of actually and... even know anything's happening there. And if right. if those scenes, it's funny because this is part of the crazy climax, right? But mm-hmm. if those scenes were edited differently in the slightest, mm-hmm. they wouldn't even make sense because right. she doesn't do anything yeah and stuff starts happening and right. if you edit that like a little bit differently the audience would be going i don't understand why this stuff is happening right except that right. she's just mad and then stuff it's like carrie or something right. all of a sudden it's just like i'm mad and the universe crumbles around right me, but she doesn't do anything they missed a great little moment and i don't know maybe they couldn't have done it for all i know it's a copywritten thing, but they missed a very easy throwback to the 70s, too. If they wanted to make her as a witch who was doing stuff with just looks, do like what they did in that old series, Bewitched. Have her move her nose for a second. You know, twinkle something. Right. You know, or, anything could have been just an easy giveaway of, like, tongue-in-cheek, haha, this is what witches in the 70s did. Right. We winkled our nose and things moved around. So, no, well, you're right. You know, that, that would have even been cool if that would have, like, come on. Yeah. If that would have come on TV... Right, and then she would have, you know, sort of made fun of it, mm-hmm. and then started doing it just to make moment. fun of it. Right, or just a right? moment of, you know, we're aware of ourselves, right. you know. But no, you're right. The the this is the problem that a lot of, and this is a weird thing too because, um, Seth Graham Smith, the guy who wrote, you know, yeah. the story for this, he did, he wrote. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, and he wrote Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. This was the first moment where I kind of thought, oh, maybe this isn't going to be as great. I'm really looking forward to Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, you know, and I'm thinking if this is the kind of if this is the kind of story that he's written, and maybe you know, so many things can happen. They uh, totally abandoned his screenplay for three days, and they shot all this weird stuff, and his name's still attached to it. Right? Who knows? But it. It didn't make sense to make her all-powerful, and this is a problem that screenwriters and directors and producers, everybody seems to think that in order to have a real effective conflict with your your hero, you have to have this super deity, demon, lord, master, monster, god. Right. And that worked through the 80s where Arnold Schwarzenegger or Stallone or whoever was taking on five million armed units or... Superman, who always had to have someone who could rip the world apart but just wanted to toy with it. You know, you Uh create a villain so strong that there's no possible way to defeat the villain until the end. And you're like, wow, we have to get rid of this person. How are we going to do it? Oh, she's allergic to Band-Aids. Let's let, you know, you you figure some weird caveat. What's her kryptonite? And that was the thing, which was, uh, you know, we were watching that. And we didn't talk about it, but I thought, you know, I didn't get a chance to say it afterwards. But when you brought it up, you're like, what was the deal with the super all-powerful witch who – could have just ended this at any minute. Right. You know, and I thought you're right. They did too much to make her too powerful for too long. And then what do you do? And right. And now, so people who are listening to this, even it, now that I've said certain things are like thinking about it too much. People who are listening to this are, 
uh, I could very easily see them going, you know, Jesus Christ, you just started <laughs> by saying right. we're not going to overthink things, and that's the whole point of the show and everything, right? But it's it's a strange thing, I think, because as weird as that sounds mm-hmm. and as, like, maybe, a, you know, nitpicky problem or a, you know, screwball, why pay attention to that, let things go or whatever right. – I think that's why the movie ended up sucking so bad. I think that's actually the reason that we got to the point where now, at the end, things have to be insane, goofy Uh nonsense because we've made her super all-powerful. Well, what are we going to do to overcome her? Unless Johnny Depp pulls out the kryptonite or something, then we have to have this mad goofiness happen mm-hmm. and it's it, it's the fact that we built her up so much all the way to that point yeah. that now we didn't know what to do about her right right and so sometimes you know sometimes you have to just let yourself go with the movie right, right? suspend disbelief and right. everything but sometimes those things are what lead to the bigger problems yeah and, it seemed so straightforward that, you know, there was there was so much that we were building up about her all powerfulness. She was she was all powerful in like so many different ways. I mean, right. just the fact that she lives forever is right. pretty good. But the fact that she could make somebody a vampire and then she uh-huh. could control him at the slightest whim, right? And then all of a sudden, at the end, she kind of couldn't. Right. She almost sort of could. Like there's one point where uh, there's one point earlier on where he says, you know, give me one good reason that I don't just kill you right now, and she says, well, because I would kill you if you tried. Right. And we're sort of led to believe that, you know, maybe she's not just blowing smoke, right? Right. right. But then we get to the end of the movie after she's already all powerful, and mm-hmm. he kind of just starts killing her. Right. And right. she doesn't do anything about it. Yeah. Until more craziness ensues and then it all yep. goes berserk but a lot of these things just don't tie together in the movie yeah. and when you're watching it and trying to suspend disbelief <laughs> yeah you know i i'm all for suspending disbelief there are a lot of movies that i love where i even say you know look you kind of have to you have to kind of just let it go don't think it over yeah but when you do and it starts going it lives up to what it's telling you. Right. It it, at it follows least, its own rules, you it, know. It, right. It yeah. at least stays true to what it's doing and doesn't suddenly have, you know, rabbits pop up and they can <laughs> kill everyone, right? Right. And because right. we need something to kill everyone or right. something. And and this one, it's got so much of uh, of this building her up and building even the conflict of them mm-hmm. up so much that we've kind of – by the time we get to the climax, we've long since gotten the idea that she overpowers him completely right. and he really could do nothing about it. Yeah. So what can you do at the end except go berserk and just right. start throwing everything, everything in the world at her, right? right? And uh, and then it's – and then it just ends. Yeah. 
and, and you don't even get anything out of it, really. I yeah. I, I don't think. Uh-huh. The very, very end, like we were talking about before, that last, like, two minutes, uh-huh. that was actually pretty decent. I yeah. mean, it was, you know, that was... It got back to that where... That was it... something you could <clears throat> sink your teeth into right. or something. Right. But that's kind of, like, not the real end, I mean, right. in a way. You get the climax, and then after the climax, you just get, like, okay, and then it's over. Yeah. And, and yeah. it... Can't, it can't tie anything together because it's gone so insane just before that that right. what could it tell you? Right. I mean, what could it try to say? Right. I think it, I think we've kind of like used up. We're not actually reviewing the movie anymore. We're just <laughs> we're just, we're well, just the, kind of yeah. Battling. We're we're coming around to it. I mean, basically anybody you know, whoever and everyone that's listening to it can tell we didn't like it. You know, right. there were a few different reasons we liked. I, I mean, I thought the start of it was so much fun. And I, I thought it too. had a lot of promise, and, and the premise of it was so really I did you know, interesting and engaging in a way I didn't think it was going to be because it played it. You know, I, I see Dark Shadows, and I think, okay, it's going to be campy. It's going to have a lot of cat, you know, just these fun moments, kind of um, Austin Powers, like let's let's point fun at the 70s. And it played the first 20 minutes, like, just straight. And I thought, wow, this is going to be an interesting direction to go in. That's, that's right, I mean, cool. still, still kind of campy. I mean, obviously, it's it, just built it, into the certainly scenario. Um, yeah. You know, but as it as it moved on and as it moved on, it never, you know, for anybody who didn't see um, the original show or didn't really know much about it, like, this, the, the net for this is basically, like, you're either a Tim Burton fan, you're a Johnny Depp fan, or you're a Dark Shadows fan. Like, there's right. really, that's one of the reasons you're, or you're a combination of, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp, but you never knew about Dark Shadows. But right. most most people are going to this because Johnny Depp is huge, and he and Tim Burton have done some of the craziest fun films lately, you know, together. And and the Dark Shadows contingent, I wonder, it would have been cool if, if anybody had piped in. I, I wonder if anyone who really loved the show came away loving the movie. Um, I, really, interesting I, to know. I really want anyone to call in and tell me they like the movie. So you can find out why and dissect it. Yeah. Well, it just seemed like, you know, the movie was certainly not going to be like, thankfully, you know, any of the soft vampire films. You know, Johnny Depp didn't glitter in the sun. You know, he burned like real vampires do. Um, But it seemed to move away. There's my (laughs) dig at Twilight. I hate, you know, Twilight. It's such a a weird statement that you just said, like like uh, vampires really do. (laughs) They really do. They really do. I know this. I can tell you. You know how vampires really do. I'll show you later. Um, but it moved away from like it. It moved from that gothic point into like the monster land, right? And then it just kind of broke down into looking like a really bad sketch comedy. Like it just didn't seem to know how to run in the direction it had really chosen. Th- there was something that I was thinking about the movie that you know, there's a certain direction you can go with this. Uh-huh. I mean, there are obviously a few different directions you can go with this, but from you sit down at the start of the movie, and you're going, you're, you're trying to find out what kind of a direction the movie is going to go. Uh-huh. Right? Is it going to be really, really silly? It's funny because they watched Scooby Doo, <coughs> right, at one point yep. in, the, in the movie, and it's like this could almost go a Scooby Doo direction, mm-hmm. right? And it, we could be kind of serious. We could kind of lean more toward the idea that, you know, Dark Shadows was really a, like a soap opera. Yeah. We could go kind of like a real soap opera kind of way. Mm-hmm. But then it was also a, a kind of silly show, especially right. at times. 
And I mean, basically, it's a soap opera with a vampire in it, so that's silly in its own. So there's a lot of, you know, variety of options you could pick. And it's like this movie went one way for like a while, then it kind of started going another way. Then it got to a point where it was like, let's just go every way. Right. I mean, right. Then let's just, you know, throw it all out and, and see what happens and. I don't know. So what 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 are you going to give? We only have like so much time and I know that we actually have a fair amount of time, but for us, right. You know, the next thing you know there'll be 1 minute. So Right. What kind of a star rating are you going to give it? 2. That's what I want to know. 2? Two? 2. Wow. See, 2 out of 5. Okay, now what's your story on the 2? <laughs> Cuz you're looking at 1 because seriously This is like what we talked about in the beginning. This is the tricky thing about the star ratings and why we have a whole show. If you're listening now, you might want to go check out our show on how we come up with a star rating. How and why. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, and like I said, this is probably a little worse than actually my instant reaction because now I've thought about the movie a a while. I really hate this movie now. Yeah, I know. See, you've had we've had different experiences since we've seen the movie. You've had to really talk about it a bunch, and you didn't have a way to just like kind of like let go. Totally of it for put a bit. it out of your mind. I didn't have anybody ask me about it. Right. You know, I had basically, and this was the this was the benefit of Mother's Day, which was there was other things going on. Sure. Everybody, you know, all the people that I know, I'm sure at this point they know I'm doing you know the podcast with you, so they know we're going to see these films each week. Right. And weeks before. They've all said, "Hey, what's your take on the Avengers? What did you think of Cabin in the Woods?" And right, and uh, but yeah, I think Mother's Day really helped put distance between you things. Not think about so it. I didn't have to really get into it and reload myself to it like you had to. Right. Um, you know, I, I wholeheartedly admit that there are times when the ending of a movie is the ultimate deciding factor as to whether that movie was good or not, and it's because the movie sets up the ending of the movie to be the most important part. I don't believe Dark Shadows is that movie. I didn't care in the end whether the witch or the vampire won. I knew the vampire would win. Vampires always win. You they, burn, they burn in sunlight. You totally so, spoiled it now. Um, right. Sorry <laughs> about that. Um, but this isn't a film like, you know, uh, this isn't like an L.A. Confidential where well, if, they, if right. it doesn't make... Oh, I mean, obviously, this isn't like Vampire Confidential or anything where it doesn't need to take the seriousness of it to the end and be extremely well done to make everything work and justified. For me, the fun in the movie was um, not the ending. It was getting to there. And up until the point, it faltered. And it and it did pretty well for a fair amount of the movie, but it just faltered so quickly that it felt like it, it must have been going downhill long before I realized it. But it really didn't. I had enough fun with it all the way up to that. And... I mean, let's be honest. One of the coolest things about Johnny Depp is people just love watching him get his freak on. And the guys made, after Pirates of the Caribbean freed him from any studio ever doubting his ability to make a decision artistically. It's fun to just get in and see what he wants to do. And watching him play Barnabas Collins is entertaining and engaging. I I thought that, you know, all the other set pieces um, around him, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, Great to see her on film again, but it's been like 15 years since I've seen her in a real movie. She was kind of underutilized here. Helena Bonham Carter, who's in every Tim Burton film and probably every Tim Burton dream he has ever had. You know, she's 
an interesting character in this, but she's just they they kind of floated around everybody, not knowing everybody what to else. Do. Everybody else kind of is. Uh, There's just it's really Tim Burton. Or underused. It's Tim Burton, and actually Eva Green gets a lot of stuff, you know. And for a lot of the film, she held her own. One of the one of the most interesting scenes of the whole movie. We didn't even come to talk about it because we were too busy railing on it. Is when she binds him again. You know, she she gets mad at him. She tries to seduce him. He refuses her. She binds him in chains, puts him in a coffin, puts him in a tomb, and basically then, like, takes off her underwear and puts it on his face and says, you are not going to be able to think of anything but me for the next 200 years again. And when you get up, let's see if your answer changes. And that's an incredible – not because she, you know, takes off her underwear or anything. It's not graphic. But it's just this moment of, like, unrequited love, fury – met with this total, like, I'm not ever going to give in to you, so get over it. You know, this moment works so well between them. Um, and there were a bunch of moments before that that worked, you know, so well between them that I thought Johnny Depp's, you know, carrying this movie and doing the best he can until he just vanishes and then the movie goes to hell. Right. For those reasons alone, you know, it's it's certainly not a two-and-a-half-star film. You know, if if we're on a five-star basis... And two and a half is halfway there. That's average. average. Right. This is just below average, but it's not horrible. And it's not horrible even though it was disappointing. That's how I feel about it. Ah, so there's my two stars. I disagree. Let's hear yours. What, what do you got? Um, well, actually, it's interesting uh, to bring this up because it, I want to maybe touch on some of those things because it's actually kind of movie review mm -hmm. to do it. And so we're, yeah. just, we're supposed to be pretending we're right. reviewing the movie. And uh, we should say, I think, um, I think everybody else in this movie was underutilized. Yeah. With the possible exceptions of you've got the Jackie Earl Haley actually was perfectly utilized, but he didn't have a big part anyway. It, yeah, he was he great. Made, he he was great. the only other guy that was utilized perfectly, but he was great. I could have actually even had maybe a little bit more of him, but he yeah. was, he was great and frankly, I like to see him get work cuz I I, like I, I really I really like him. Yeah, I do too. Um but for the most part, I mean, you've got the vampire and the witch. Yep. And kind of the love interest right was Victoria okay maybe she was yeah but every everybody else in the movie should have had more to do i think yeah. it it would have brought everything else together a lot better and even um you've got Chloe Grace Moretz right and i love her i do too i i've liked everything that she's yep. been in me too and she's in this movie, like an afterthought, really. Yeah, uh, she's you know the scene that that everybody really likes with the lava lamp, right? Yeah. It's like she exists in this movie just so we have a place to put that lava lamp, right? I mean, she hardly shows up. She has one or two lines that are kind of okay. I, I actually really like the part when he first shows up, and you know, she says, "I think he just called me a, a hooker," right? Whatever, yeah, whatever right. the exact line is. Yeah, that was great, but. For the most part, man, everybody is just pushed into the background yep. of the movie. And it works to the extent that it's great to see lots of Johnny Depp. Right. I think it doesn't work so much in trying to make an actual movie out of what you're making. Yeah. I think if we would have had more of a chance of 
people to play around together, yeah, it would all felt a little better. Yeah, like we have the uh, you know the the jerk brother right who eventually right. we come to a head with him and we get like a fairly interesting yeah delivery by Johnny Depp about <clears throat> you know he's trying to pilfer all whatever money he can find right. and he's a bastard and he has the problem child that he's the terrible father and the whole thing yeah except that we didn't really get that we just right. sort of got told that right you know i they mean sh- the, the, the golden rule is always show don't tell and they didn't right. obey that at all uh, so he's not even on screen enough right to really get anything other than the fact that people can say things to him Right, and then we'll know, right. or you know, he can play around in the closet, the coat closet, for a right. couple minutes, and we can go, ooh, what a like he's rifling through right. things, and, and it's <clears throat> yeah. just very like stagey and yeah. and goofy. But so that's another problem that I would have with the movie. Really, is that yeah. I think it, I think it could have all kind of coalesced a little better if we would actually used the rest of the people in the cast. But in general, I'm thinking kind of like probably one and a half stars. Oh, you're only a half star behind me. You acted like you were like, – well, I was at two and you're at well, half. Like maybe one, one and a half. I don't know. Somewhere around there because, you know, the movie really pissed me off. <laughs> well, okay. It's strange because I don't, I don't ever have this situation. Yeah. I, I mean, this is a very rare situation. As much as this is just, you know, some kind of – cornball movie that comes right. out that's not you know how much interesting stuff could there be about this movie but i mean i suppose if it was really great then there would be lots of interesting stuff but right. you don't have huge expectations of you know writing your dissertation on the dark shadows movie right right but this is a very weird situation for me because it is really rare that i will find myself liking a movie so much right for so long yeah, and then have it just it turn pull the rug right out from <laughs> under me. Yeah, and be garbage. Yeah, I mean, be so bad. There's plenty of times where I really like a movie, you know, and I'm thinking five stars, and then we get to the point where it starts being really three stars, and it's yeah. really disappointing, right? right? And there's, you know, there's plenty of times maybe where something is like three stars, and then it's horrible right. at the end, <clears throat> but. I, I can hardly remember an example of a movie that I've liked so much for so long, and I think, yeah, even more than the, your average person would like it. I liked it a lot. I, yeah. I liked a lot of the things that it was doing, and I even I really liked the way that it was referencing Dark Shadows, the way that it was yeah. dealing with being Dark Shadows, and I liked a lot of Tim Burton's hand when you actually could see it, yep. when he was putting a scene together, making some mood, but, you know, kind of having like, it, it's kind of a weird thing even for him that it's, it, it's got to have a little creepiness and like the mood yeah. and like this gothic thing, yep. but then it's kind of got to be fun at the same time. It's right. got to be, you know, it's almost, it's, it's kind of almost like super Scooby-Doo. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, awesome. it, it's like, it's like silly fun, but like you're being, yeah, at least partially serious. Yeah, and I, I thought it was a tricky thing that it was doing, and it was doing it really well. And I, I, I think probably for most people, most people are not going to probably like 
appreciate a lot of the snootier things yeah. that I felt like it was doing. And plus, Johnny Depp was great. <coughs> and seriously. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Try to talk here. No, we're running out of time. But, um, no, but I, I thought it was doing so good. And then it became like yeah. the worst, like a scenes from the worst movie I'd ever seen. Yeah. And just that whole, you know, that's part of the trickiness, I guess, of the rating is because I would have rated it so highly for so long. Right. And then where is the balance on how bad it got? Yeah. And I don't know. For me, it just, uh, you know, uh, it just made me really hate yeah. it so much. I get it. I understand So, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, like, maybe... It it might be one when I by the time I write I almost <laughs> by the time you write your review you'll be at like zero. I almost wrote my review last night and then yeah. I was like I can't do that because then right that's really crazy right <laughs> if I, if so I actually instant review after if I actually sit down to, to try to write it but yeah. by the time I'm done I don't know I think it'll be one star if we could find that point and here's a interesting thing about the movie too. I think everyone will know exactly when that point is yeah. when they, when they watch it. We would we, I think I would have to go back and watch it again. Right. Because I I can't think of the point now. Right. Cuz you know when you're in it and it's happening to you, yeah, you're kind of like you're, you're not very expecting of, it yeah, you're like to be coming or whatever. Right. But I think everyone would know instantly that point. I think yeah. everyone would everyone who watched it again and there was a poll and you yeah. said, "What's the exact moment?" and Within like a minute, I think yeah. everyone would go, yep, that's – well, thankfully, we're not so nitpicky that we grade like, okay, for an hour in, it's five stars. Hour and 20 minutes, three and a half stars. <laughs> right. Like we're not that you know, anal retentive about I think it, but if I, there is a definite moment. It just starts sliding. I think if, if I could find that point – Mm-hmm. And I could tell people, okay, go see it, and then then go to the bathroom when and this happens, go play a game, and then come back. When this happens, leave. Right. <laughs> right. And then it's four stars or right. three and a half stars or something like that. Yeah. But it's just it's so infuriating to me how bad this gets. Especially, it's I think it's worse for me because of who's involved. Right. Yeah, the expectations because are there. Yeah. Everybody in this movie can do better. Yep. Everybody Canon has. Everybody should know better about what right. they're giving you. Right. You know, it, if this movie came out and it was like an unknown director, an yep. unknown actor, yeah, and it was exactly the same movie, I would probably go, "Man, that was not that bad." Right. right. <laughs> you, you know, I'd go, yeah. I'd go, "Look how look how good they did." But yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's just it it. It got troubles you. me. This yeah, movie. it got you. It's it's such fun. a weird thing yeah. that this That's would funny. that this would be a movie, right? That that would you know throw me like that. But it, well, it's such a weird thing. It, I, I can't remember a movie that was so good for so long and then became so bad. Yeah, I, I can't even. I wish I could. I have th- to go think of a few of these because there have been. But I, I wish I could throw out some examples of movies that I really liked and then got lost. But it it turned into almost like. Yeah, like weird camp commercial for making bad movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it was like a film class yeah. on. Here's a bunch of stupid crap we can do that makes no. We've said it before, but I just I remember when we walked out and we were talking about it, you know, and I was just like, there's a moment there. It just feels like Tim Burton left the set and left his first in charge. It just right totally. Is different and just said just what, totally, whatever whatever you want to do just yeah. answer to Johnny and somebody somebody said okay we have like a week left 
or yeah, you right. know, two weeks left, make something happen, and Tim Burton said, "Screw it." Well, if I'm you not doing it, it, right. it, 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 yeah, I just it just bums me out. All right, it didn't have to be that way. All right, well, we are running out of time, and certainly no point in extending this. So, because <laughs> we could go, we could go on for like fifteen minutes for the podcast, but I don't know. We, I think we'll actually go on a little bit in the podcast, maybe. Really? Just because? Seriously, there's like sixty seconds. All right. And I want to talk about what's coming up. But uh, if you joined us live, thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much. Check us out at arescreening dot com. Sorry for all my coughing. Couldn't and help it. I don't even remember what's. At, I could go on, actually, but maybe I can't even go on because I don't even remember what's next week. Oh, it's like the baby movie. Anyway. The baby movie? Yeah, the one with oh, the, yeah, all yeah, the right, parents okay. and the right. babies. and what's We could see that? Dark Shadows again. Yeah, that'd be hot. <laughs> well, The Dictator comes out like on Wednesday. Okay, anyway, uh, we'll wrap up the reality portion right. of this and say thank you very much for coming. I really wish someone would have called in today. Yeah, it would have been fun. I really want to hear somebody call in and go no it was awesome right not today though anyway uh we gotta go we're out of time we will see you next week great thanks and i don't even know if it's really over or not because lights flash and you're supposed to know the time is a little bit off but here we are right but now yeah right what to expect when you're expecting now it says it's not really recording so i don't know what it's doing so if you're listening to the podcast (laughs) we are (laughs) let us know rambling aimlessly here because (coughs) right when when we've done this before didn't it keep saying there was recording time this piece of whatever anyway so uh, since we don't know what we're doing and there's no point doing it anyway i guess we're going to see what to expect when you're expecting. Right. I, we could see The Dictator. Or Battleship. No, because... Battleship opens next Because Friday. Uh, we have people doing Battleship Oh, right, us. right, right. I forgot all about that's, that. That's going to be that week. We're going to try and make that happen. Yeah, I guess it's going to be what to expect. Unless there's something else out that we've missed that we should cover. We could go to I the Avengers again. I don't think so. I think, actually, this is the... This is the week that Hysteria opens, but it's opening limited, so we can't go see it anyway. Right. It's opening in New York and L.A. and maybe a couple other right. places. I'm not sure. But it's not opening wide, and who knows if it'll ever show up here, right. even when it opens wide. Anyway, so we're totally babbling for no purpose yep. here. So let's right. just right. end this. I guess. Be done. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, thanks a lot for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. That is weird. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.